Good morning. Good morning. And almost Happy New Year. Welcome to Worship at Northminster Church this morning on this beautiful, albeit a little chilly uh, morning. Whether you're here in person or uh, in our sanctuary or joining us uh, on our YouTube channel, we're so happy that you're with us today. And we offer, if you're, if you're visiting with us, we offer a special welcome and hope that you'll participate in all aspects of our service today. And if you're here in person, that includes communion. This is Christ's table, open to all, and you'll find the instructions in our order of worship, so just follow those. Or follow the person in front of you, and hopefully they know the way. Our first gift of God in worship is always is our presence, our showing up this morning. So if you would indicate your presence today by signing the uh, attendance register that you'll find on the hymn book holders on the, uh, in, the inside aisle. Pastor Jillian and Eric are on vacation this week and today actually are celebrating their wedding anniversary. So happy wedding anniversary to them and in Pastor Jillian's absence, we're happy to have Reverend Dr. Darrell Cluck uh, preaching today and otherwise acting as a worship leader. So thank you, Darrell. And we're also happy to announce that Dr. Cluck has agreed to be our pulpit guest for March and April of next year when Pastor Jillian will be on maternity leave. So thank you again, Darrell. We'll look forward to that. And as usual, children, please come up for the children's message uh, on the last verse of the opening hymn, and Ms. Beth will be presenting the children's message this morning. Thank you, Beth, for that. In less than a month now, uh, seven of us from Northminster will be traveling to Cuba to celebrate with our partner church there the 30th uh, anniversary of our beautiful partnership. And the economic situation in Cuba is really very, very dire currently, and everything is in short supply. And you'll see in your order of worship items that we're collecting that they need and will fit in our luggage. Uh, so please be generous in helping our sisters and brothers in Cuba. And thank you to those of you who have already contributed to the trunk. I see that there are a lot of things out there already. You'll also see that the animal shelters of Washtenaw Parish are our mission emphasis for January. So please also be generous in helping to support our homeless furry friends at those animal shelters. Today's fifth Sunday lunch, and that will uh, happen at Catfish Charlie. So if you're interested in uh, participating at fifth Sunday lunch, just head over to Catfish Charlie's and hopefully there'll be a place for everyone. Uh, stay and have coffee and please feel everyone please feel free to stay and uh, and visit and fellowship and hopefully someone will sign up for next week I don't think anyone has signed up for that either there's a sign up sheet in the hall off the pastor's office for those who would like to take that responsibility it's really pretty easy uh, so don't feel like it's you are taking on a great responsibility so but uh, it, it's really a great time I think for us after worship to get together and maybe have some lemonade and a cookie or whatever and, and visit for a little bit. Uh, as you'll see, our uh, roses and other flowers uh, stayed in pretty good shape from last week. 
And uh, so, after worship today, please feel free to come and take some of those to help brighten your day or someone else's, and I think they'll last for a few more days. And we're always so thankful to our flower committee for their heroic work during uh, Advent, beautiful, beautiful uh, arrangements in the sanctuary. We appreciate that so much. Uh, as always, please check the uh, insert in the order of worship for other announcements and opportunities or check out our newsletter. So now let us worship God together. Let us be called to continue worship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise the Lord, all the angels. Praise Him, all the hosts. Praise God, sun and moon. Praise God, all you shining stars. Praise God. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God commanded, and they were created. The Lord established them forever and ever. God gives their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth. Young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For God's name alone is exalted. God's glory is above earth.
Good morning, friends. Good morning. How are you today? Who knows what's special about today? What do you think? Mm-hmm. <coughs> what's it a celebration? and I made some resolutions, okay? Do you know what a resolution is? No? Okay, a resolution is something that you decide you're going to do, you resolve. You're going to do this new thing for the new year. So here's some of my resolutions. I'm going to eat more vegetables, okay? I'm going to exercise every day. I'm not going to eat any candy. <laughs> I'm going to be nice to my sister all the time. <laughs> I'm going to floss my teeth every day. And I'm always going to make my bed. Do you think I can stick to those all year long and never mess up? <laughs> Which one do you think's the hardest? Hmm? Number four. Oh, okay. Be nice to my sister's the hardest. <laughs> I think for me it's probably going to be don't eat candy. Did you know that most grown-ups give up on their New Year's resolutions before January's even over? It's so hard, right? It's so hard to do all the good things all the time. Do you think God's worried about our resolutions? What do you think the most important New Year's resolution is? I'll tell you what Jesus said, okay? So Jesus was at the temple, and there were some preacher types that were trying to trick him. And they said, what is the most important commandment? You know what he said? He said, love God with all your heart and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do you think that would be a good New Year's resolution? I think so. I think that would be a really good New Year's resolution. Now, are we going to be perfect? Are we going to mess up sometimes? So do we have to wait until next New Year's Eve to start over? Do we? Oh, we can start over every single day, right? So just think about that as you go into the new year and everything feels brand new. We get to start over. But you get to start over every day with loving your neighbor. And is your neighbor just the people that lives next door? Who else is your neighbor? What does Jesus mean when he says your neighbor? What do you think? Me? I get to be your neighbor? That's great. And that's right. Y'all are so smart. Everybody in this room is your neighbor. When you go to the grocery store, all those people are your neighbors. When you go to school, all the kids and teachers are your neighbors. So basically everybody, right? You think we can work on that? Can we work on that? 
That's gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna throw these away. That's gonna be my New Year's resolution, okay? All right, now what do we do? You guys need to show these girls what we do every Sunday because they're not here very much. They're visiting their grandmother. So what do we do? We, we do, but we turn around and face the congregation. We have a special prayer, right? So you guys need to say it especially loud so that they'll know what to say. Okay? All right, turn around. Okay, you can repeat after me. And the grown-ups might say it too, so don't be surprised. I see the face of God in you. I see the face of God in you. The love of Christ comes shining through. The love of Christ comes shining through. And I am blessed to be with you. And I am blessed to be with you. O holy child of God. O holy child of God. All right, y'all have a great new year. You can go.
reading from Isaiah. I am filled with joy and my soul vibrates with exuberant hope because of the eternal, my God. For God has dressed me with the garment of salvation and wrapped me with the robe of righteousness. It's as though I'm dressed for my wedding day in the very best, a bridegroom's garland and a bride's jewels. The whole earth sprouts newness and life in the springtime and green shoots break through the well-seeded garden soil. That's what it is like with the eternal's victory. The Lord will cause justice and praise to sprout up before all the nations, for all peoples to see. I will not keep quiet for Zion's sake. I will not remain silent until Jerusalem's justice shines like the light of a new day and her liberation blazes like a torch in the dead of night. Jerusalem, the nations of the world, will witness your righteousness. The most powerful world leaders will see your brilliance and you will be called something new, something brand new, a name given by none other than the Eternal One, and you will be the crowning glory of the Eternal's power, a royal crown cradled in God's palm and held aloft by your God for all to see. The prophet speaks. Thanks be to God. I saw it on TV this week, so it must be true. <laughs> a celebration of Good Riddance Day. I didn't know there was such a thing. December 28th is Good Riddance Day, and a magician had written on a banner 2023, and poof, made it light up and disappear, and revealed 2024. I don't know how you feel, but at our house, we're kind of ready for good riddance day. <laughs> it's been a rough one, and it has been for a lot of people. So as we pray today, let us pray to the God who makes all things new. Let us pray. O Lord, maker of all time and space and place, we come before you today, worn down and world-weary. This past year has not been kind to many of us. We have struggled with the vagaries of our lives. We have grieved over what we have lost. Lost health, lost dreams, lost time, lost belief, lost peace, lost trust, lost love. Restore, O Lord, what we have lost in the cruelty of the calendar. Bring us the well-being that only you can provide. Rekindle vision in our hearts. Give us more time, or at least more, in the time which remains. Reawaken the forgotten capacity to suspend disbelief. Wage peace between peoples and nations waging war. Remind us of your trust in us as a basis for us to trust each other. 
Rebirth the Christmas gift of love all year long so that 2024 will be more than just another number on the calendar, but will be a token of the presence of the eternal in each day. We pray in the name of the babe in the manger and the Christ on the cross. Amen. watching too much football and check with my wife the audible is you may be seated please <laughs> there are 20 uh, verses coming up in this uh, reading and as the older I get the harder it is to concentrate when I'm standing up or doing anything else really but <laughs> I thought maybe if we sat down we might be able to concentrate on the stories that are here before us and hear a word of God to us today. The gospel reading is found in Luke, the second chapter, starting with the 22nd verse. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy of the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. 
Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came to the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you're dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phaeuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew, became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the gospel. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. given to him by the Holy One. Simeon wondered often these days, blessing or curse? He had not always wondered like that. Years ago when the Spirit breathed the secret promise, it took his breath away. The promise from the Eternal One to come among us to make all things whole in this broken world, this devastatingly broken world. The Holy Spirit had never revealed anything to anybody he knew and never revealed anything to him before or since the promise, only silence. Long nights of silence when he would lie awake and wait, straining to find some sign from the eternal one. No, since the promise so <clears throat> definite, so certain, only silence. I wanted to say crickets. And then I thought, are there crickets in Israel? <laughs> I had to Google it and find out. There are crickets. There's even a big old cricket called the Jerusalem cricket. So I think you probably 
found a situation in which Simeon heard those crickets a lot at night. You're listening for God, and all you get is crickets. Well, it seemed like that silence was an eternal silence. The days turned to weeks and months and months into years. And still, he waited. Waited for the promise from the eternal one to bring eternity to earth in the form of a human being who would be the eternal's way of righting all wrongs, bringing health to all diseased, restoring all that was lost, rebuilding all that lies in ruins. His mind would fly through the Torah and the prophets, the writings propelled by every promise of the eternal. That messenger of the Almighty had promised he would see Messiah before he died. But he was running out of years and months and days. Most of his family had already run out of time. Their eyes had never seen the eternal one. Blessing or curse? Blessing if the promise is true, but if the promise is unfulfilled. Curse, a cruel hoax played on a gullible believer by a deceitful God. Still he held on to the promise, clung to the promise. Still he waited, even when everything within him and around him screamed, give up. He knew his, his eyesight was growing dimmer every day. And he thought, well, that's a cruel joke. I'm supposed to see Messiah with my own eyes, and I'll soon be able to see nothing when my eyesight goes. So he woke up each day expecting, went to sleep each night, and disappointment. Lately, had expectation that felt like dread another day. But on this particular moment and this particular morning, he felt something else. Something stirred within him. It wasn't a voice. It wasn't that clear. It wasn't that definite. It was like an urge, a strong urge to, to go to the temple. This wasn't his regular day to go. But the urge became a compulsion, and he found himself at the temple. Once there, his heart sunk again. No crowds, no spectacle, nothing out of the ordinary, no Messiah. He was turning to walk away when his eye caught the sight of a young family. They were there to fulfill Mosaic requirements after the birth of a baby. He had seen this countless times with countless families, and yet he was drawn, inexorably drawn, to the child. And when he was near enough to get a look at that child, he knew why. For he got an eye full of eternity. That ordinary-looking baby with those ordinary-looking parents was the one the one from the eternal one, the promise alive and only a few steps away. He knew it when he first saw him. It was just as the Spirit had revealed. He saw Messiah, the one to bring consolation to Israel, the one on whom the restoration 
of all creation rests. He reached out for the child. Now imagine you're Mary. And some old wild-eyed coot is coming up wanting to hold your baby. Mm, she looked rather reluctant, but she didn't stop. Somehow she gave the child over with a little bit of a smile, like you know a, a sweet secret. And he held the baby in his arms for a long, long time before he spoke. But when he did speak, his words would echo through the ages. He said a prayer which was a poem, which became a song, the song of an old soul, the song of God to God, for God, with God, in God, a song of letting go. After so many years of holding on, holding on to the promise with hands that ached and bled, holding on with all his might, mustering might he didn't know he had, holding on past hope, or help, but not past promise. Never past promise. The promise was always there underlying everything. And now he prayed a poem which sang of letting go. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelations of Gentiles, and for glory to your people, Israel. He prayed a poem which became a song that would be reprised throughout the centuries in the liturgical hours. You see, the early church began a practice which is still practiced today. The liturgical hours are appointed times for daily worship, and the last worship of the day is called night prayer. Every night, Christians around the world for centuries have prayed and continued to pray this very song of Simeon as the last act of worship for the day. They close their eyes, take their rest with his words on their lips, just like Simeon. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. They close their eyes and rest on eternity. Eternity you can see with your own eyes and hold in your own arms. You cradle eternity in your arms and are cradled in the arms of eternity. That's not the case, at least this dramatic kind of revelation of Messiah wasn't the case for Anna. She'd been given no special promise. She had only the scripture, the stories of the rabbis, the ceremonies of the temple, but it was enough for her. She steeped herself in the activities of the temple. It was her life. God was her life. She lived in God's house, the temple. She had done so ever since the death of her husband. When he died, she had nowhere to turn, no one to whom she could run, being from one of the northern tribes and living in the southern part of the country. She had no kinfolks near or few kinfolks anywhere. In New Testament times, her tribe, Asher, was virtually lost, dispersed to the far reaches of the known world by invasions, devastations, deportations. 
So when the good folks of the temple took her in, she was more than grateful. She thought of it as God taking her in. Therefore, she devoted herself to God, God's house, God's rituals, God's presence, God's people. They called her a prophet, but all she did was fast and pray and say, thus says the Lord. Her prophecies came from the scripture and tradition, never an angelic apparition, never a voice in the night, never a miracle, just a lifetime of prayer and service. Her prophecy was not foretelling the future, but foretelling the present. And she never left the temple. Why should she? It was her life. God had saved her, so she gave God her life. She knew all too well what might have happened to her. She had seen other girls from the far-off villages stranded in the big city with no protection. They fell prey to all sorts of exploitation. Some raped, some killed, some pressed into prostitution, some sold into the cruelty of slavery. But for the haven of the temple, that could have been her fate. By this time in her life, she had few expectations. She was content to do what she did each day. It was enough. Imagine her shock when she got an eye full of eternity in Simeon's arms. Then she heard, got an earful of Simeon's artful song, and she knew, immediately she knew it was true. This was what all the praying and fasting and saying, thus says the Lord, was about. This was the redemption of Jerusalem and Israel and all the world. This child was why there was a temple. Emmanuel, God with us. He was the purpose for all these rituals. That's why they were so beautiful. God's promised one. God with us. Eternity cradled in our arms. So she shouted the news to the streets of Jerusalem. She saw, she heard, she knew the Messiah. Come see, come hear, come know the Messiah. She told everyone with the blood of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Rebekah and Jacob and Rachel in their veins, everyone who had ever waited and worried and wished for the promise of the eternal one to come true, she proclaimed to them, the eternal has come to us. The promise is made true. Now this morning, this Sunday, this Sunday after Christmas, this Sunday of New Year's Eve 2024 may seem so far away from Simeon and Anna, so far in space and time, yet we are right where they are in that we too find our eyes and ears and arms full of eternity. What are you going to do with such an eye full of the eternal what are you going to do in response to the eternal one right before your eyes? Eternity right in your arms. This is indeed the good news of the gospel. Christmas means that the Messiah has come. Emmanuel, God with us. Will you be like Simeon and let go of your hold on eternity so that eternity can take hold of you? Because of the promise of God's presence you see in your arms, you can rest in peace in the arms of God, the eternal. You can rest in peace for the promised one promises God's presence 
whatever the circumstances. Nothing 2024 can hurl at us, can break the promise of God with us. You be like Anna, with an eye full of the eternal. Share God's love come down at Christmas. Share that love with those who need good news. The good news of Christmas cheer all day, all year. Or will you be like the unnamed and faceless temple goers who moved through the day like it was just another day, whose eyes and ears and arms were full only of their own concerns, who passed by the eternal without pause or regard, who were more concerned about being religious and right than being responsive and real. What will you do with the eternity cradled in your arms this coming year? Will the new year mean merely flipping a page on the calendar, remembering to write the right date? How long is it going to take you to write that right date? Making resolutions that last just long enough to break? Will you dread the coming of days without possibility, a year without promise, without eternal presence? Or will you receive the new year before your eyes and in your arms as a gift of God, full of the promise of God's eternal presence? God makes the new year, not the ball descending in Times Square. God makes 2024. And this year, 2024, is God's gift to you. Now what you're going to do with it, with 2024, is your gift to God. Be like Simeon and Anna. They were in the right place at the right time. Let yourself be led to those right places and right times in 2024 so that you may intersect with God's eternal promise and power. Hold on to the promise of 2024 until you are held by the promise. Don't give in, give up, give over. Don't let the silence convince you of God's absence. Keep trusting what you can't see or feel. Trust the promise of God to be good news even when it feels like bad news is the only news. Keep your eyes open even though they're tired and weary and world-worn. Be like Anna. Now, she lived at the church. And I'm not saying you have to live at the church. Although, for the fact that you're here on low Sunday, do you realize what that does to your righteous reputation? <laughs> Just don't leave church when you leave the church. Carry church with you. For church is no more or no less than the promise of God with us. This year, recognize no secular or sacred dichotomy. Embrace all of life profound and mundane as God's domain. Do all you do in 2024 in God, for God, with God, through God. Be as close to God as the fish is to the ocean in which it swims. Be as close to God as the bird is to the sky in which it flies. Like Simeon and Anna, 
praise the promise by living the promise and giving the promise to others. So this year, let's trade in on New Year's Eve 2024. Let's trade in two old icons. Let's trade in that creepy, scantily clad codger father time and that cheesy, cheeky baby with the top hat and the sash for two new icons, two old souls, Anna and Simeon. They can show us how to cradle eternity in our arms. They can bring us a brand new New Year's song. Oh God, you now can let me go. With my own eyes I see and know. I cradle Christ in my arms, the one who saves from all that harms, a light for all the world to see, eternity here for me.
Friends, there is a feast prepared for us here, a feast of unmeasurable grace that this gift of the glory of eternity has given us. Here it is spread out on this table around which there is plenty good room for all God's children. You're not only welcome here, your presence is sought after, valued, as is the love we have for each other. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. On the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. And when he had blessed it, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take this and eat of it. This is my body, broken for you and for all people, my love. And after they had finished, he poured the wine. He blessed it and offered it to the disciples, saying, Take this and drink of it. This is my blood poured out for you. This is my love poured out for you. And when you do this, do this in remembrance of me.